You deserve to be informed. Don't get lost in massive inflow of information. Step by step, let's analyze and discern important news. We begin our first segment of Country Report. We present Country of the Week, Kurdistan, in easy and interesting language. My name is William, the Asia editor, and we have editors from all around the globe. Our Middle East editor, Ahmed. Hi, everyone. Our Eastern Europe, Russia editor, Tatiana. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. So we have our country report on Kurdistan this week, and we are going to touch on history, politics, and information surrounding Kurdistan. So Tatiana, what do we have? I want to present the history of Kurdistan. Yes, I noticed that we oftentimes we hear the Kurds in the news, but we don't we don't realize that Kurdistan does not exist as a country. Mm. So I want to start with the time when Kurdistan used to be a, par- a part of the Ottoman Empire. Ottoman Empire. What is the Ottoman Empire? I think Ottoman Empire, it's it's a country that doesn't exist anymore. So I think it's nice to just uh, touch on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've looked up uh, the exact definition of Ottoman Empire. And it apparently used to be an empire that lasted from 11th century to 20th century, and it ceased mm-hmm. to exist uh, after World War I. That's right. And it, at the height of its power, the empire, empire uh, spanned over three continents. So it was a huge empire that spanned over uh, most of the southeastern Europe, Western Asia, and Africa. Mm-hmm. That's right. So the Kurdish population lived in the Caucasus Mountains. Which was within the Ottoman Empire, right? Yes, mm-hmm. they had their own territory mm-hmm. as an ethnic group. Mm-hmm. After World War I, when the Ottoman Empire collapsed, the, there was an attempt to create a nation-state of Kurdistan. Unfortunately, due to the geopolitical complications, mm-hmm. the Kurds did not get a nation-state and instead were split between four states of Syria, Turkey, Iran, and Iraq. By the way, um, how many Kurds live today? I think it's about 30 million. And oftentimes they're they're viewed as secondary citizens in those countries. Yeah, um, speaking of the repression that Kurds have faced uh, in those countries, uh, I would like to outline three different paths that Kurds could take. Number one would be the Iraqi model, meaning that they can have an autonomous region, to have an autonomy, to have a um, self-governance, a government uh, over their own like region. Uh, and that is the example of Iraqi Kurdistan. Mm-hmm. The other option that they could have is to have a full independent state for historic Kurdistan meaning that Kurds from those different, like four different countries come together and create their own state. Mm. The third path that they could take is to assimilate into the culture wherever they live. So if they live in Turkey, they assimilate into the Turkish culture in Iran, Syria, Iraq, and so on. Mm-hmm. But there are like advantages and disadvantages of all these three different paths uh, in the 
full independence and having a nation state, that would be very challenging because of the fact that Kurds make up more than 20% of Turkey, of, of the Turkish population. And um, the having a new state would mean that all the borders of these four different countries, you have to redraw the borders of four different countries. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be very challenging and would be very difficult to attain at this moment with the current situation in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. The other option, which is to uh, assimilate into the culture, I think that would be also very challenging given the history of the uh, their assimilation. For instance, in Turkey, they were not actually like the, the assimilation was um, kind of a forced assimilation. Mm-hmm. There was a process that is called Turkification, which means that their language was banned, their music and literature were banned, and they had to like become full Turkish citizens. The problem with that, however, is they are not full like citizens. They're not treated equally. For instance, when you go to the when you went as a Kurd in Turkey, the Turkish citizens who's Kurd, uh, you cannot issue a passport with your own Kurdish name. You have to adopt a Turkish name. So that is a challenge in the face of real and like serious assimilation into the um, to uh, different cultures in the uh, in the region. The third option, which I see as the more realistic one, is to have autonomy, as in Iraq. Given that in Iraq we see that Iraqi Kurdistan is one of the fastest growing economies, and it's just bringing foreign investors, and there seems to be a a vibrant province, vibrant autonomous region within Iraq, comparing like Iraqi Kurdistan to the rest of Iraq, it's doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Kurds can do the same in the uh, different, the three different countries. And that that brings us to the okay, which one, which path should we choose? I think the political representatives and the political parties in Kurdistan, or, or among Kurds across those countries, are the ones who. Um, represent the like the public opinion as well as the one who the ones who have the uh, power to put forward their agenda uh, we have three main political parties number one is the PKK in Turkey mm-hmm. uh, there has been fighting going on for a long time between the Turkish government and this group mm-hmm. this group is basically asking for more autonomy and uh, it's the Turkish government accuses this uh, group of uh, attacking like Turkish civilians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like there has been a lot of violence between the Turkish government and this group. The other group is the KDP, mm-hmm. the Kurdistan Democratic Party. And this is the ruling party in Iraqi Kurdistan. And it is uh, more a like of a pro-capitalism, pro-West. And mm-hmm. it has good relations with Turkey, even though Turkey is like repressing some... Um, Kurdish factions within Turkey, mm-hmm. uh, this ruling party in Iraq, in Iraqi Kurdistan, have good relations uh, with um, with Turkey. So they're not terrorists to Turkish government. Yes, as opposed to uh, PKK. Yes, as opposed to PKK, uh, KDP does not pose any threat to Turkey at mm-hmm. this moment, uh, and okay. they like they have good relations and businesses and um, things are going well for Turkey. So Turkey does not consider KDP as an enemy, mm-hmm. as opposed to PKK. And the third one is the second largest um, 
faction, political faction in uh, Iraqi Kurdistan, which is the PUK. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the most important thing to note about this party is it's led by uh, Jalal Talipani, who was the president of Iraq mm -hmm. just until last year. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's these are the three main factions mm. um, in historic Kurdistan. No, it, this is actually really interesting because uh, while I was researching on what Kurdistan people are interested, I came across the fact that uh, the word Kurdistan was most searched in Iraq and in any other countries. Mm -hmm. And this is especially surprising because most of the Kurdistan uh, Kur Kurdish population live in Turkey, mm -hmm. not in Iraq. But I think it, the reflection of the fact that uh, Kurdish people are most free or most um, comfortable in the state of Iraq mm -hmm. and in yeah. any other states. And this is also evident in the fact that Sweden, Norway, and Switzerland are among the top five countries that has the highest volume of search on Kurdistan-related uh, keywords. Okay, so just to be clear, what you mean by um, searching words, you mm -hmm. mean people who go to Google mm -hmm. and write Kurdistan? Right, uh, Kurdistan and uh, any related uh, keywords now, mm -hmm. Of course, it can be in either English or Arabic, mm -hmm. uh, but they go on uh, the website and because um, Kurds are often repressed, they're interested in political uh, keywords. So like, related keywords include words such as uh, Kurdistan independence, mm -hmm. okay. Kurdistan fight on ISIS, you know, mm. where were these keywords most searched? Okay. And apparently it's Sweden, Norway. Switzerland, Iraq, like these countries. Okay, Iraq, we kind of understand mm -hmm. there are a lot of Kurds, though I still don't understand why it's not the case in Turkey, given that there is a large like Kurdish population. Mm -hmm. But um, what about Sweden and Norway? Mm -hmm. Why why do people there search about Kurdistan? I think because many Kurds migrate, migrate to, to the Scandinavian countries. Mm. Uh -huh. Yeah, in fact, uh, the most of the political refugees go to Sweden and Norway. And uh, what were the other things that um, Kurds searched for in uh, Sweden and Norway? Um, I think they were most interested in the TV, watching TV of Kurdistan. Mm -hmm. So um, they, as we go on Netflix and watch kind of show I'm, I'm really old school but i don't know a lot of shows but like prison break perhaps <laughs> so like that's American, very old school yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we go on to netflix and watch uh prison break and it's obviously uh american uh american show mm -hmm. um kurdistan uh kurdish people are also interested in watching their own show and mm -hmm. i think they use google as a tool to reach uh to those stations and it's in fact a lot of the uh, internet sites feature uh, the TV shows of Kurdistan. Uh huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also reflective of the fact that uh, there is a large number of Kurds migrating, like people who search for like Kurdish movies or TV shows mm -hmm. would not be the ones who were like born in Sweden and their like grandparents came to Sweden. No, no, right. they would oh. be the ones who just Sweden. got to Sweden mm -hmm. and they're feeling maybe homesick or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And they want to connect with like home. Mm -hmm. Right. And it brings up a very human aspect of mm -hmm. the Kurds and 
in grams. Right. Yeah. They they're not different from us. That's the point. You know, uh, although these people are going through the struggle and pain, um, we have to bear in mind that we could be one day one of those people. Mm -hmm. We're not at all different. So I think this is a good point to raise awareness on Kurdish people, and we're not necessarily supporting independence or the other, but we're just saying that there are persecutions and suppressions upon a Kurdish population uh, that uh, that makes those people suffer for no reason. Mm -hmm. And force them out of their homeland. So yeah, um, thank you so much. This is this was our country report, and we'll come back with the second segment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>